own this thing. It's ours. Come on, let's go. Duval County in 904, let's own this stadium. Make it ours. Welcome to the Urban Meyer Show. Urban Meyer Show. Meyer Show. Former Jaguar Jeff Lagerman and J.P. Shadrick discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Urban Meyer Show starts right now. Welcome into the Urban Meyer Show as the Jaguars set to get prepared for the Week 3 matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to look back also to Week 2, the loss to the Broncos. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and head coach Urban Meyer with us. Coach uh, good afternoon. Good to see you. And um, how are things so far this week? Well, good to see you guys. And, uh, you know, pr some progress is made. We still got a long way to go, obviously. And, and the goal is getting that W column as soon as possible. The energy and effort of your team, both in the game last week and then going back to look at it on tape on Monday, how did the guys respond coming back in to take a look at a game like that? And overall, Maybe it felt better. Obviously, the result is what you want at the very end of the day. But the energy and effort, you have to be happy with your team. Yeah, you have two new systems. Well, it's a new system of offense, new system of defense, and uh, uh, special teams as well. And the one thing that I'm trying to get across here is the best locker rooms usually uh, find ways to win at some point. And I, I can't be uh, – I'm not disappointed at all with their locker room. I'm very pleased with it, matter of fact, that, uh, you know, Jacksonville in 904 and, uh, has been through some tough times here. So – Let's do the best we can. We had a good crowd come out, and uh, we took the opening drive and, and went right down the field on them and then, uh, you know, kind of slowed down on offense, defense, hung in there, made some great stops for us, and then we ignite the stadium with a 103 kickoff yard return, 100 yard, uh, uh, 103 yard kickoff return to get us within uh, almost a score, you know, if we would have made the two-point conversion. So our guys came in, and uh, we, we took uh, the two coordinators, took time, and showed them the uh, there were some crucial errors made that uh, uh, very fixable errors that would have gave us really would have moved us ahead uh, 14 to 3 at one point that's that's one that uh, you just wish you had that one back urban one thing that was very apparent from game one to game two as far as organizationally the communication the lack of self-inflicted wounds those things got cleaned up and because you clean them up it gave you a chance yeah, well, that's, you know, the first you, – you'd think we'd get that nonsense out of the way in the first three games of the preseason, but we made some mistakes at Houston and came back Denver much cleaner. And like you said, uh, a few penalties, but uh, not not many and uh, uh, still too many. But uh, uh, I thought the execution was decent. You know, the, the offense, we just got to make some more plays, you know, and take care of the football. You know, and the statistics show that uh, if you're plus one in a turnover ratio, and this is for the last 30 years, not just the last 10, it doesn't matter, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust like it was, you know, or the I formation like it was 30 years ago, then 20 years ago, a little more spread out. Now it's a spread game. It's still, if you're plus one in a turnover game, you're 67% chance of winning a game. And we're not getting them on defense. And uh, we're, we're turning over, so we've got to fix that. Well, and you ended up minus two, and that's two weeks in a row where you were minus two and then minus three the previous week. How do you flip that? And part of that is protecting the ball, but then also part of that is finding a way to get a takeaway on defense, something that the defense has yet to been able to do. Well, we, we have a plan to win here, and it's a plan to win I've used really for 20 years, and that's number one is play great defense. And how do you play great defense? It's not just defense. It's the special teams not putting you in harm's way, the defense in harm's way. It's the offense taking care of the ball and – and we didn't do that last two weeks. The defense held them to field goals. Uh, one of the turnovers were down in there. So we just got to take care of the ball, take care of each other, and 
You know, I always tell people the 50-30-20 rule, too, that 50% of all interceptions are usually the quarterback in misread or poor throw, but then 30% is on the wideout. 20% could be a tip ball protection. So it's not always a quarterback, and uh, we just got to take care of the ball. Head coach Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer with us on the Urban Meyer Show. And to that end a little bit, there's been a conversation the last day or so since the game about uh, going down the field with the football for Trevor Lawrence and then maybe looking to take some checkdowns. You know, if, if he checks down all the time, people will say, oh, he's not pushing the ball down the field enough. There's got to be a balance there somehow. How do you find that? Well, yeah, you can't worry about uh, what people are telling you to do. It's the defense tells you what to do. You know, if the defense is sitting underneath something, you, you check the ball down. And there's also times that you got to go scramble and run and, and get positive yards. He did that yesterday at a big, or uh, uh, Sunday, had a big first down. And you see it all over the league that, you know, this is, this is uh, there, there's not many weak spots out there when you're facing an NFL team. And at times you're going to be covered. So go get you, scramble around, make some plays. And, and he certainly has the ability to do that. Uh, the one thing I love about Trevor Urban is that uh, his eyes are always down the field. We talked about that last week a little bit. And then the two interceptions that he had in this ball game, one of them was a second and three after a really nice James Robinson run. Yet the other one was on a first and 15. And, and obviously with the down and distance and, and not really needing to push the ball down the field, uh, that's probably a little disappointing. But he's a young player and he's learning and he's probably got to learn that. It's a hard lesson, but he's probably got to learn it. Yeah, I've been around uh, great quarterbacks, really. I've been fortunate in my entire career. And uh, this guy's special. This guy is a guy that uh, he's getting better every week. He works his tail off. He's uh, a guy that I don't want to say he's unfazed, but he just bounces right back. And that's exactly what you want out of your quarterback. Coach, there was a moment in the game, speaking of uh, Trevor Lawrence, that um, he was almost rolled up on and the lower leg there on the left uh, leg, the, the, the front leg of his throwing stance. And uh, very fortunate he didn't come away with an injury there. What was your thought when you saw that play unraveling? Oh, I just same thing. I, you know, that's the worst part of the starting game is the injuries, and especially if it's your uh, number one pick quarterback. So uh, I'll tell you what, our offense line, for the most part, you know, against those two pass rushers, one's Von Miller, the you know, a premier pass rusher, and then Chubb, the other guy on the other side, very good player. And we're going to have our hands full this week against the Cardinals. It's every week. Uh, but they, they hung in there. You know, we had one sack, and that was on a twist uh, by Vaughn. So, Jawan Taylor and, and Cam Robinson really hung in there pretty good. Yeah, Urban, on, uh, the, when they actually replayed the replay of Trevor kind of getting bent over inside the stadium, there was kind of a collective gasp between everybody yeah. in the stadium, and rightly so. And you talk about the offensive line's performance. One of the things that, that I was impressed with is that here you are getting ready to face a Broncos team that clearly has a really good football player in Von Miller. Bradley Chubb was kind of to be determined based upon his health and where would he be at as far as level of play. But you guys had a plan from a coaching staff standpoint. I liked it in that uh, at times Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson were on their own, but at times they got some help, and that's always good to see. Yeah, our, uh, Coach Bevel and, and uh, Schott really do a nice job with uh, War Hop on that, and that was uh, – that's going to be the same thing this week with number 55 for the Cardinals. You better know where he's at every snap. All right, guys, let's come back in a moment. Coach, we'll uh, look back one more uh, few minutes here of the, the last ball game against the Denver Broncos. A little later, we'll look ahead to that week three matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Secure the best seats for the best price. Become a Jaguars season ticket member today. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. We're off and running. It's the Urban Meyer Show on the Jaguars radio network. 
Welcome back. The Urban Meyer Show continues along the Jaguars radio network. Head coach Urban Meyer with us on the Urban Meyer Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logman, along with the Jaguars head coach, getting ready for week three, the Jaguars and the Arizona Cardinals coming up at TIAA Bank Field. We're rewinding, though, to week to our final thoughts before we put it to bed and move ahead to week number three. The, uh, the wide receivers for this team, let's start with Marvin Jones Jr., a guy who's just battling through, 10-year vet, you know, he's, he, he came through with a big touchdown catch in last week's game. Nice diving grab in the, in the back right corner of the end zone. And just kind of carries the load a lot of times on offense. And, uh, you know, the, he's been at it for a long time. That's what you expected from him, I think, coming into this season. Yeah, he was with Daryl Bevel at the Detroit Lions. And we knew we had some young, talented receivers uh, here with Oviska and, and uh, DJ. And we wanted a veteran guy. You know, we wanted a guy that uh, is experienced. He knows how to handle himself, take care of his body, prep for, prep for games. And he's been he's been better than I even imagined. You know, he's a, a consummate professional athlete. The way he takes care of his body, and then the way he works at practice. And so he he's been. You know, he's Trevor wants him in the game too because Trevor really trusts him. And we're still working. You know, we're still not all on the same page with the. The rest of the wideouts, you know, we've had some injuries. Phil Dorsett was dinged up a little bit. Obviously, DJ Chark missed almost all of training camp. So we're, we're still a work in progress at the receiving position. Yeah, you can tell, Urban, that uh, the amount of time that Trevor and Marvin had in, in preseason as well as LaVisca because he didn't miss any practices, that I don't want to say the chemistry is great, but the chemistry is better maybe than with some of the other wide receivers. And it takes time to develop that with everybody else. And, and I go back to the story. We had an opportunity to watch Tom Brady practice a few years ago, and he wanted his guys in the huddle and nobody else because he knew that how valuable that time was in training camp. It certainly is. And, and I, I just it broke your heart because DJ was having a good training camp, but when he broke his finger, he's out. And he missed all the preseason games. And there, there's it's really a unique uh, skill set, you know, just the, the – combination the work that you just mentioned Jeff about the quarterbacks and receivers being on the same page because every coverage is going to be tight and then you know the depth of routes the understanding you know uh, the different releases etc that these receivers have and, and him and Marvin are on the same page as, as well as anybody. In a game you had a big play on that first drive it was a little route to uh, James O'Shaughnessy your tight end and High ankle sprain, you're going to be without him for a couple of weeks. And I know that you talked uh, recently about how you can replace a guy like him and it's not going to be easy. You have Jacob Hollister, who you were able to acquire off of waivers from, I believe, the Seattle Seahawks. How will trying to find somebody to fill his shoes or to replace his role go? Well, that was a big play in that opening drive. First third down, we hit a you know probably 20, 25-yard catch by O'Shaughnessy and a high ankle sprain. So you're right, uh, the, the, there's two unique spots about tight end. You know, one's, we call him the Y, and that's the big blocker, but he's also a receiver. And then you got more of the athlete H. And uh, uh, Hollister we just brought in, and he was with uh, uh, Brian Schottenheimer at Seattle, and, and they, you know, we, we went and got him when he was released by someone, and he's, he's already shown flashes in uh, practice. Yeah, I saw that before the game, uh, your tight ends coach Tyler Bowden working with him intensely. Uh, how long does it take to learn a new playbook in the NFL for a guy like that? It's all new to me. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, here you are, shake a guy's hand, he's playing for you. Uh, but he's with, he's been with Bevel. He's a very smart guy. I found that out last week, and 
Uh, he's great attitude, and he's he's a twitchy guy. That means he's athletic. He can get out of breaks pretty good and good hands. Head coach Urban Meyer with us on the Urban Meyer Show. The running game, Coach James Robinson, 11 carries, 47 yards. Carlos Hyde had a couple touches in the game as well. and even gave Chenault a handoff last week uh, as well. Um, when the run game is there, it feels like it's been effective. It's just a matter of getting it uh, maybe a little bit more balanced. We touched on that a moment ago. Um, wh- what is the focus this week on the running game for your team? Uh, there's going to be a, a good you know, a good defense for playing with the Phoenix Cardinals, but uh, we have been running the ball decent, and we don't run the ball enough. You know, we find ourselves uh, getting behind a little bit in that second half, and so we just need to be more consistent. That's where that uh, that you're going to hear quite a bit because we're not that. Uh, we're showing flashes, uh, but we're not been consistent. And running game is a perfect example. Yeah, a little more on James Robinson too. I mean, what have you seen when he has been able to touch the football? Has he been as advertised to you? I know you didn't see him in, in person last year. You've you've heard all the stories about his exploits uh, a season ago in, in his rookie campaign. Uh, is he as advertised for you? He's as advertised as a person. He's a, arguably the hardest working guy on the team. You know, he's a, a guy that we work so hard. I want to get him to the second level to see him run because, you know, last year we just didn't have many big plays, and, you know, last week we did not. And it's it's so hard to move a ball consistently. You know, the first drive we had two, really three big plays. We had one to Shaughnessy, Marvin Jones on a crossing route, and then Marvin Jones with a touchdown. Uh, you know, in the run game you need to, you know, I know it's great to get three, four, four, four five yards, but every once in a while you got to pop one. And that's another, another reason why we went after Travis Etienne is, you know, he's a big play waiting to happen. So, uh He's as advertised to answer your question, James Robinson, and we just I'm dying to get him in the second level. You talked about uh, trying to find a little bit more balance offensively. How do you go about that? Is that one of those things that uh, sometimes as a coach you got to fight the urge to want to th- maybe make a pass on a maybe not a favorable down and distance? How do you go about that maybe when the score is fairly close like it was in this past game? Yeah, just more disciplined. And, and uh, you know, I sometimes got to pop in the headset maybe and – and just uh, to say that, but I kind of been letting uh, uh, the coordinators go with it because we're still all new and we're still working through some kinks. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to uh, bother them, but uh, we do. And, and Coach Bevel understands that. And certainly Hop wants to run it every down. So we just want to – we got to have some balance. One of the plays that really stood out in my mind, and, and I wanted to bring this guy up because I know you've got some great respect for him, Brandon Linder, and it was on a, a pretty good James Robinson run where – Linder snaps the ball in shotgun to Trevor Lawrence, and then Trevor had actually changed the formation, had gotten James Robinson, who had lined up on his left, over to his right. And then once Brandon Linder snaps that ball, he's got to pull around to his left and pick up a linebacker. Not many centers in the National Football League have the wherewithal to where they can snap the ball and then have the agility and the awareness to make that block and pull around from the center position. I thought it was a really nice play. Yeah, I think he's one of the top centers in the league. He's uh, an established veteran. He's an even better person, a great leader, and he wants to win in the worst way. You know, he's here in 17 when they, when the Jags had that great year, and you know, he he, you know, I've had some really good conversations with him. I love the guy, and uh, we all go to work for a lot of reasons. I go to work for guys like that. You know, he, we got to get that guy some some wins. Urban will come back in a moment. A little more Jaguars defensive talk, and we'll look ahead to the Arizona Cardinals in week number three. This is the Urban Meyer Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Urban Meyer Show continues along the Jaguars Radio Network. 
Jaguars game day broadcasts are presented by Vistar Credit Union. And welcome back to the Urban Meyer Show. Busy schedule at Daly's Place just outside TIAA Bank Field. Santana tonight, 3-11. Tomorrow, Counting Crows Thursday, Coheed and Cambria. Tickets at dailysplace.com. And Urban, I'm going to guess that you're a Santana fan. Is that accurate? Oh, just so-so. Uh, I got, uh, I think, uh, Darius Rucker's rolling in town in a few weeks. I'm a oh. big Darius Rucker fan. Okay, I can see so, that. So, so, yeah. so on Santana. Come on, he's like <laughs> one of the greatest ever. It's a legend. <laughs> and that'll be a great show tonight and a great schedule in October as well. Check it out at dailysplace.com. All right, the challenge ahead this week, the Arizona Cardinals come in with one of the hottest offenses in football, Coach. Uh, Kyler Murray leading the way. And, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about Tyrod Taylor, his ability to extend plays. This guy, it feels like, takes it to another level. He has a baseball background. I know he was an outfielder, but some of the throws he makes, it it almost seems like it's the left side of the infield playing baseball. You played infield. You kind of get that. The twists and the fadeaway throws and that kind of thing. And it's always on target somehow. I mean, this guy can really extend a play and be a problem. He can. He's electric. You know, he's, uh, we had trouble sacking Tyrod. And then also uh, there was another quarterback we struggled getting on the ground. Uh, but, yeah, he, he moves around really, really well. And, um, you know, we we're just left the defensive meeting. There's, we have a plan in place. The guy's, you know, he's, he's obviously not very big, so he can't see at times. And he just creates space back there. And keeps his eyes downfield. He's got a very talented group of receivers as well. Yeah, he's accounted for nine touchdowns, seven passing, two on the ground. And Urban, when I turned the film on to watch him, it kind of reminded me of the first Rocky movie when uh, Rocky's trying to chase the chicken in the in the alleyway. I mean, it's, <laughs> he's a guy that just is hard to get a hold of, and he's quick as all get out. But Rocky did eventually catch him, so we got to catch this guy. Uh, yeah, he's. You know, there, there's, uh, you know, if you stay in coverage and you force him to play the game, that's what we're just. It's it's really difficult to do, but uh, that's going to be the plan is is force him to play, and not just give him all the space that a guy like that needs. One time, or been and happened in the past before, but one of the things that you got with a great mobile quarterback, do you try to put as much defensive speed on the field as you can? I mean, you always want to do that. But in some cases, do you say, okay, we don't need as many big guys because we want to ensure? Because I've seen it in the past before where some teams will end up using a linebacker or a safety or a defensive back to almost play like a spy technique on a quarterback that has great mobility like Kyler Murray. Is that something you even consider? Sure, it is. It's, it's uh, 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 something you consider, but there's, you know, you're going to, there, there's, you're pulling someone from maybe coverage. You're pulling someone from a pass rush lane when you when you do that. And so you have to be very judicious about that. Um, you know, if, if this was just the Kyler Murray show, then you, of course. But he's got a good running back. He's got uh, very good wideouts. Uh, you know, one of the best in the league in Hopkins. So you just got to be very judicious about it and change up the looks on him. You mentioned um, DeAndre Hopkins. They've got some other receivers there, too. Of course, Christian Kirk. A.J. Green is on this team. He's been around the league forever, it feels like. But I know the name Rondell Moore probably brings up some bad memories for you and your last college loss, your 32nd career loss in 2018 with Purdue. He had a big game that day for the Boilermakers, and he's uh, the leading receiver in targets, catches, and yards for Arizona. And he's, he's not a huge guy. He's a shifty little guy and can go play. Yeah, very powerful athlete though. He, he's he's twitched like you said. He he hurt us badly when we played him. A lot of respect for him as an athlete and a competitor.
You know, one of the guys, though, that I, that I got great respect for, we watched him for a long time with the Houston Texans, some great battles with some past Jaguars cornerbacks, namely Jalen Ramsey. But DeAndre Hopkins is uh, – this guy can do it all. He's got uh, great catchability. He's slippery. He has speed. And the one thing about him is that he's one of the greatest competitors, Urban, that I've ever seen. And his 50-50 uh, his, uh, balls, it's not, you know, he, he's got, I uh, just watched him again and again, and he his the ability to go attack the ball out of space and beat people to the ball, and then his hand-eye his hand coordination is elite. On the other side, uh, slowing down that pass rush, we talked a little bit about that, running the football, but uh, when you're in those passing situations, Chandler Jones had those five sacks in week one. We know what J.J. Watt can do. He's been at this at a high level for a long, long time, just wearing different threads now. Those guys, those two guys, veteran players in the league, and you got to have plan for both of them. Yeah, uh, Jones really went after the, the Tennessee Titan, who's a heck of a player, their left tackle, and had a bunch of sacks, a couple, two sack fumbles. And then J.J. Watt, someone made a comment to me, he's not the same J.J. Watt, and I watched my videotape, and he's the same J.J. Watt that I remember. And that's a relentless pursuit to the football, tough as nails. So, uh, you know, our O-line really did a decent job last week. They, they're going to – we count on them again this week. Great focus always needed for, for a team like this Arizona Cardinals football team. And probably the greatest challenge, Urban, is some of the things that can happen off schedule going back to the offensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. I mean, how do you prepare for the off schedule plays? Is that something that you can say, hey, look, do you – in practice, do you have somebody play that role to maybe – have the play extend and and have maybe a running back act as a quarterback how do you do that yeah the, the problem i'm finding out in the nfl is you just don't get that many reps during the the week in practice you know you you're down to 48 now you got the practice squad and uh we're, we're still finalizing our practice plans right now but you know i'm in the world i lived in when you had 90 players you practiced you know you had 25 reps of pascal we get six now you had uh you know multiple reps of teamwork and then you could say okay let's do a couple scramble drills but you don't you know you just got to be very judicious about how much time you're you know you're keeping these guys on the field and getting them rested up so we will have a plan we're not it's not solidified as we speak all right urban coming back home uh, second week in a row at tiaa bank field and you touched on this after the game the intensity that the fans brought in moments in that game especially with the early lead and then maybe the late rally that uh, just fell a little bit short last week. Got to do it again this week in the, in the home field and, and have everybody ready to go against the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I said on behalf of our team and our players, and, you know, I would just we, we all have a dream of the stadium just uh, exploding with energy, and I know it's happened before. And we have to do our part. We're still building a team here and uh, building an organization. And uh, uh, But I just want to tell them thanks for being there. And I heard them. We listened. You know, we, they helped us in that game. And uh, I'm going to ask him to come back again. And, Urban, uh, we haven't talked on this yet. Uh, special teams, Josh Lambeau's coming out of the gates a little bit, struggling. Obviously, he's missed three kicks. And I know you got great confidence in him. I do. And, and how do you do that? You, first of all, he's had a heck of a career. Second of all, and I told him this, he's as hard a working specialist as I've ever had, and we've had some great ones. He's, uh, you know, takes care of himself. He works extremely hard. That goes from January from the first day we were here. And so, and I've seen him hit it in, in practice. So, you know, uh, we do have confidence in Josh. Final thought on that, Urban. Um, you know, we noticed, in, at least in training camp, that in the operation of field goals in practice, you're right there off the holder's hip, like right in the middle of the thing. What does that do for you, and what does that do for Josh? 
Well, Josh actually doesn't like that as much, so I got out of his way. I like to watch the mechanics of the, uh, you know, I time it, and then I also like to see, and I usually can, you know, where the foot hits the ball. You know, I, I like to see that part of it. Uh, but he likes his space, and so we gave him his space. And uh, But we still t- obviously time it, and, and you just, I have to watch on film or the, you know, the contact with the football. Uh, one thing is for certain, uh, having a good operation like what you're talking about is critical to any kicker's success. And and your center, and especially your holder, Logan Cook, who I think is one of the better holders in the National Football League, not to mention he's one of the better punters. He certainly is a good one. Yeah, and he's a leader in our team. You know, I I made the point that you have Ross, uh, our lawn snapper, you got Logan and, and Lambo. Those are three of our hardest working guys on our team. And right now special teams is, one of our, is our strongest unit on the team. Uh, our coverage units have been fantastic. We averaged 49.5. We gave up a 20-yard return, but well, that was a 65-yard punt. So it's still a 40 net. So um, that's our strongest. You know, that's part of our culture, and uh, those three are a big part of it. Urban, thanks for the time as always. Good luck to you this week, and uh, let's get a W against the Cardinals. Thanks. Good to be with you guys. Head coach Urban Meyer joining us on the Urban Meyer Show. Back after this on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. It's the Urban Meyer Show. And J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Logman. Our thanks to Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer joining us each Tuesday afternoon for the first half of the program and uh, a few things to review there. I think the uh, loss to Purdue still hurts him. You think? 2018. Uh, yeah, that. that was about the shortest answer might, he could have given you there, J.P. Might have been a little aggressive <laughs> on my part. Sorry, Urban. Um, and then he's a Darius Rucker fan. Okay, then we get that. He'll be at that show. Um, but he, he likes the energy that his team has shown, I think, uh, as the game went along. They, they still played hard. Um, there's still a lot to work on with this team, though. They're going to go attack this thing. Well, I mean, look, they, they got a lot to work on. And, and part of it is it just takes time. I mean, that's just the reality. You'd like to have the first pick overall in the draft and have things just magically change with fairy dust, but it just it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share a story with you. Oh, I can't wait. Story time with logs. I like that. When, uh, when I was a young player and I first came into the league, and, uh, and I remember one of the first matchups ever playing against the Indianapolis Colts, and I go against a guy by the name of Chris Hinton. And Chris Hinton kicked my butt. I mean, kicked my butt. And I just remember thinking to myself, if if it's going to be this way every week, I don't belong. Mm. But, you know, you, you know that you have confidence and you know that you have to get to work. And there were things that you had to understand and learn and continue to work on physically and mentally. You know, going against a guy like Eric Dickerson my rookie year. And he ran right through me like I, wasn't even, like I didn't even exist. Sure. I mean, these are all things that, that you, you experience and then you, you file them away and you file away the, the, the learning moment from it or the teaching experience from it so that you're better the next time. And all of these things are what Trevor Lawrence is going through right now. And I, and I can tell you this, what a, what a quarterback goes through and has to deal with compared to what a, oh, yeah. a defensive end went through, right. it's not even comparable. There's a play that I'm going to diagram. Oh, well, for on where? Which platform is this? Jaguars All Access. So you have many. You're multifaceted. And it, well, it was the first interception that he throws. Mm-hmm. 
And when you sit back and you, or you, you know, and I, I, I draw it up, I'll, I'll draw it up in the football lab, okay? And then when you draw it up and you just sit back and you take a look at it in its entirety, you go, holy cow, how, how, how do you decipher where to go? And you're looking at an offensive play, but then you also have to factor in the defensive formation, the defensive coverage. And then, oh, by the way, before all that, you got to make the play call and the huddle. Mm-hmm. You have to remember the snap count. You have to make any adjustments that you may have to make. And then you have to be aware of the rush and everything else when you, before you throw this ball. I mean, all, all of these things are extremely difficult. So the amount of information that a quarterback has to process before the physical things have to be required is immense. And that's why it takes so much for quarterbacks to adapt to the game in the NFL. Some never adapt. And I'm confident that Trevor Lawrence will. That, 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 does, that thought has never even entered my mind that he won't adapt or get better. I think it's going to happen. He's got the right mindset. It's just going to take time. And, and unfortunately, during that time, there will be some moments where you go, oh, boy. <laughs> That's how it works with a rookie quarterback in the NFL. We're back in a moment. We'll uh, get into the, def- the Jaguars' defense and their challenge ahead this week. A big one. Against the Arizona Cardinals. That's coming up in week number three. Secure the best seats at the best price. Become a Jaguars season ticket member today. They're still available. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. And this is the Urban Meyer Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Urban Meyer Show continues along the Jaguars radio network. We're back. The Urban Meyer Show continues. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman, Joe Fortunato on the audio, Brent Reber on the video side. Jaguars defense has a tall task ahead of them this week. Kyler Murray is coming to town, and he has put together a fantastic start for the Arizona offense. Uh, of course, a former first Overall pick in the NFL, the ninth overall pick in the baseball draft a few years ago. That's long gone now, at least, at least for now. Uh, but uh, last week, 400 yards through the air, three touchdowns, couple of picks. He also ran for a touchdown in each of the first two games of the season. He has seven touchdown passes total for the year, and he's a problem because he doesn't just stand back there and pat the football. He runs around, <laughs> he can outrun people, and then throw it 40 yards, 50 yards down the field. He is, uh, I think he's very popular, too, as far as uh, the popularity of him because of fantasy football. If you have had Kyler Murray at any point so far this year, you've been pretty happy because he does a lot of crazy things. And uh, look at the numbers. I mean, 36 attempts, 400 yards passing against the Vikings. And the crazy thing is, is that he throws a lot of picks, but he still wins, even when he throws picks. Because that's how dangerous he can be at times, and you know they list him at five ten, and he might not he might not be that he might be five nine, and it's amazing to me that a quarterback that has less vision, okay, that he can still accomplish some of the things that he does, and I think one of the reasons why he has such great success out of the pocket, he's incredibly athletic, he's got great mobility. And also, he can now see the field a little bit better. And uh, and it will be a problem 
for a Jaguars defense this week. I think that's going to be a, a, a big time issue for them, and they're going to have to be, you know, they're going to have to be really good this week. If he's like scrambling around, then that just gives the receivers more time to to get open down the field, or you know, play you know scramble ball rules, and then all of a sudden. If you're a defensive back, you have to chase that guy around and cover him for an extra four or five seconds. Well, we saw it happen in the, in the first two games, and it was it was kind of two different quarterbacks that did it two different ways. Tyrod Taylor escaped out of the pocket and then ran it a couple times, and then he escaped out of the pocket and then threw it deep. You know, so and then all of a sudden you have Teddy Bridgewater who just scrambles around to buy extra time to find a guy down the field. So, you know, there there's. It's it's the same thing, but it's different. And this week is a whole no whole nother level now from Teddy Bridgewater, and certainly a whole nother level I think from Tyrod Taylor, because this young man Kyler Murray will get out of the pocket like that in a minute. He don't care. I mean, he's his eyes don't stay down the field in the pocket a lot of times. And then he's got the weapons outside. DeAndre well, Hopkins. Well, before we even oh, get to the yeah, outside, yeah. I mean. He's got two really good backs, okay? Remember James Conner, by the way, used to be the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I do. He's a backup in Arizona. Yeah. Okay, was it Chase Edmonds mm -hmm. is the starter? I mean, so you've got two really good backs. The tight end group for them, eh. But the wide receiver group is good. Really A.J. Good. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, this young man that – you just completely threw in the face of Urban Meyer. Yeah, sorry, Urban. And then let's not forget about uh, Rondell Moore, Kirk, Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah, they've got they got so many different different options out there. That's what it is. It's a, this is going to be this is a this is a tough task this week. And the Arizona Cardinals are scoring a lot of points. They have a, a, an elite pass rusher. Yeah, they have uh, Buda Baker. The safety is a really good football player. You know they've got they've got some really good football players in Arizona. The one thing I think that will give you a chance to win is that you have to break the the 2021 defensive streak of not getting the takeaway yet. And I, I said it last week that if they were going to win last week, and this was at uh, an article that Johnny Johnny Osher you write in it. I write in a bunch of people write in about what our thoughts are on the game Correct. for that weekend, yes, and what we think is going to happen. And I said that the Jaguars needed to get two takeaways this past week against the Broncos to be able to get success. And I'm sticking to two this week too. I mean, that's that's the number. How many? Two, two, two. You got to get Plus two, two, two takeaways. Or just two takeaways. In the in well, the, in the ratio, you always have to factor in the plus <laughs> okay, minus yeah. because if you, you, if you give the ball away five <laughs> times, two ain't enough. <laughs> right, you need three more. Yeah, right, so plus two. I need. I think you need to be plus two this week. We'll come back in a moment and get into the special teams units for this Jaguars team. We heard Urban Meyer earlier discuss Josh Lambeau still believes in him. Kick return team has done very well. All that coming up. This is the Urban Meyer Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Urban Meyer Show continues along the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. The Urban Meyer Show continues. Head coach Urban Meyer joining us in the first half hour each week. Every Tuesday here on the Jaguars Radio Network. Glad you're along with us today. The Jaguars and the Arizona Cardinals coming up in week three at TIAA Bank Field. 
Well, the uh, kicking game has not been very good this year. In fact, 0 for, 0 for 3 in the field goals. F- the field goal game. The field goals. Yeah, don't yeah. don't lump the punting into that category because well, the punting. Not, yeah, that's punting. Kicking is kicking. Well, some people say kicking game is kicking well, and punting. No, it's not. Punting is punting. No, no, no. Kicking when you say kicking. the kicking game, that's considered punting and kicking. Well, uh, the punter is. Yeah. If you want to talk specifically kicking. about kicking, let's just say kicking. Well, okay, let's say kicking. The kicking game. Okay, who's on third? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh for three in field goals. Let's put it that way for Josh Lambeau. He was 0 for 2 last week, and that was a, obviously a big piece of the game as the, as it went along into the second half. Those field goals would have been massive for the way the game was played and managed and all. That's how it goes. And we heard a reminder earlier saying, hey, you know, we've, we've kind of backed away from the intense practice pressure of kind of being over the operation of the snap and hold and field mm-hmm. goal. And, you know, it, he still believes in the kicker, at least for now. Well, we saw throughout training camp what you were referring to and that Urban is standing right by Logan Cook while he's holding for a field goal. And a lot of coaches will do that because they want to – essentially create pressure mm-hmm. on the kicker. Some t- coaches, and we've done this in the past, when uh, when I was in New York, they would have guys standing around with, like, cloth balls, okay? And then when the kicker would get ready to kick, we would throw it at the kicker. So his level really? – Absolutely. So his level of concentration, or balled-up towels, his level of concentration would have to be on the ball itself. Now, we wouldn't hit him in the face or anything <laughs> like that. We would take it and, and throw it past him, just trying to distract Come on, him. Logs, I know you better than this. Seriously. You, you get a it's shot like on a would, kicker, you are taking it. You would take, like, foam balls or rolled-up towels and throw them to where it would kind of distract his his visual picture to see what his level of concentration was. I mean, there's different ways to create pressure and to maybe instill more concentration in the kicker. But I guess Josh didn't like Urban Meyer standing right there, and and so anyway, he's missed three kicks. They haven't been easy kicks either. Now it's not like he's missing, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight yard chip shot, a thirty five yarder, and then a forty seven yard. No, no, they're two fifty. A forty seven, a fifty two, and a fifty five. Yeah. Uh, but Josh has typically been fantastic in the past from fifty plus. In fact, going to that game, he was ten of twelve from beyond fifty. Now, if you go. And you look at beyond 50 prior to the previous game, he was 10 of 11. I mean, he's been outstanding. He's been outstanding at uh, at home here, 41 of 41. And that's the first two misses he's ever had. Right. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So the challenge for Josh, and he's been around the block. This is not a young kicker that you're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, bring somebody in. We've got to get somebody else now. You're going to give him a little benefit of the doubt, and you're going to give him an opportunity to get it right. The good thing is that the operation itself, the snapper and the holder, are really good. Really good. Joe Fortunato, the manager of radio, chiming in now. Hello, Joe. Good morning. This may be more for for Loggy, but tell me how you feel about this too, JP. Okay. We all haven't really gotten a chance to be close with Urban Meyer. Okay. But – as a kicker, how do you go up to him and say, I don't want you standing next to me? You go up to him I and tell him that if that, you don't right? want it. Yeah, you just say it. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if that's what you're not liking, I mean, that's 
be honest, right? I mean, we're I mean, all grown men. Yeah. You know, you go up and say He's it. not going to lose a scholarship. Hey, look, Coach, I appreciate, you know, maybe what you're trying to get a look. I mean, if, you, if, if you're a kicker and you don't like that and you feel like that that affects your preparation, look, I'm not some rookie kicker that's, you know, this is my first rodeo. I've yeah. been around the block. I have made 41 of 41 kicks at this stadium right here. And I would prefer you not stand next to me during practice. Yeah. Now, if if that's what he wanted to say, I mean, he should say that. Yeah, right. The uh, other part. I don't know if that has anything to do with the misses, though. Yeah, who knows? No. I mean, I, I just found it curious. You know, yeah. I was just, I was curious, generally curious, what what the um, what a head coach would gain or a kicker would, you know, all that. That's why we asked him that earlier tonight. The other part of special teams that was very nice, of course, on Sunday was the kickoff return game, one hundred two yard touchdown for Jamal Agnew. And, you know, Urban earlier had said, hey, you know, we're not going to play him in the preseason. He's too valuable. Really? It's a kick return. What, we, we, kept kick to, we kept wanting to see it. How many kickoffs do you really return in the NFL? <laughs> well, in week two, he takes one to the house and, and nearly made it a one-score game if they hit the two-point conversion. Yeah, it was, uh, and he got some really nice blocks. Um, look, uh, there was about three blocks on that kick return that were outstanding. Love the one at the end where – uh, Russell is running down, and, and uh, Chappelle Russell, the linebacker, backup linebacker, is kind of leading the way, and he gets the last block that springs him into the end zone. But Claybrook's got a real good block. Some other guys got some good blocks, and he made one really nice cut, and then his speed took over. And we were we were actually talking about it in broadcast. When are we going to see the impact of this kick returner? And then, bam, yeah. there it is. You know, so it was great to see. Does that change other teams' approaches now? Everybody just try to blow well, it out of the end zone? No, I don't think so. I think I think most teams are going to still stick with what they do. Most teams try to kick it out of the end zone, and I think that the Broncos tried to do that. They just missed one. But McManus, their kicker, yeah. had you know it was basically a like a two and a half step before he kicks off and crushes the ball <laughs> into the end zone, and he just missed one, and he paid for it. We'll come back in a moment. Our wrap up this program. Our final thoughts ahead of the Jaguars and the Arizona Cardinals. PRI Productions, the Southeast Full Service Event Company, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com and learn more. It's the Urban Meyer Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Urban Meyer Show continues along the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. Final moments of the Urban Meyer Show on this Tuesday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Jaguars and the Arizona Cardinals coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff time at TIAA Bank Field. It's week three in the National Football League. The Jags are 0-2. The Cardinals are not. They are 2-0. And it's going to be a challenge for this Jaguars team to try to snap what is now, Logs, a 17-game losing skid for the franchise, 0-2 for, for this season. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's been a long time since this team has won, and uh, I know a lot of people are trying to do the right things to try to make it right, and uh, you just got to keep working, and that's the only thing you can do because there is no shortcuts to success in the National Football League. That's the thing about the NFL; it's incredibly challenging, week in and week out, and there's not a great differential in talent, uh, but there is enough to make a difference. I can tell you that. Yeah. You just got to keep on plugging away. Well, this this football team is is it needs to. I mean, it's got work to do yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, in the future and everything, but I mean, but for this year, you know, your goal should be to continue to get better, to have a young quarterback, to start to have success, to get better week in and week out. 
but I mean, you're still you're still going to need the additional talent on this football team to take it where it needs to go. But right now, it's a painful stage because you still don't have some of that talent, in my opinion. And then you still and you have a young quarterback that's going to be going through the growing pains of being a quarterback in the NFL. Quickly, you, you can't avoid that. No. Quickly this week, we'll have a Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday afternoon on Jaguars.com. Jags Drive Time in the morning, 10 o'clock on Jags Drive Time. Jaguars All Access TV Thursday night, 7 o'clock, right? Uh, correct. And then uh, don't forget about tomorrow night, Jags Wired. Oh, wow. We will break down in the football lab the touchdown throw in the first drive by Trevor Moore. Looking forward to that. Our thanks to head coach Urban Meyer for Jeff Lagerman and our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. This has been the Urban Meyer Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.